Hi, hello, this is the Pragmatic Christian and this is David. Today we're going to be considering something a little bit different and but still consistent with what we've been sharing so far and this is about the foundational things that it's good for us to understand for our Christian life and by the time you'll be true with this um, you will have a very good understanding of what you're going to be talking about and you will be further grounded and settled in your knowledge of the gospel okay so let's go today's topic or subject is the criteria for heaven the criteria for heaven what is the criteria for heaven you know this is like the bottom line for most people in the world everybody wants to go to heaven nobody really wants to go to hell (laughs) okay so everybody's trying to you know heaven 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 even you know uh People who are non-Christians, they want to go to heaven. You know, people who believe in different religions and want to, you know, they want to go to um, whatever they call it, the good place, <laughs> you know, or, you know, all kinds of things based on their own theories and philosophies. So, we're going to be talking about heaven and how is it possible or possible for someone to get to heaven or someone to make heaven and heaven as you know as different from hell you know when a man dies there's only two places two options it's either heaven or hell i I don't want to go into um deep and complex discussions where we can decipher each one and go into more serious details but for now let's just take it as simple as possible so when a man dies he either goes to heaven or he goes to hell so what makes the difference what makes a man go to heaven and what makes another man go to hell if you're listening to this i'm sure you want to go to heaven okay so that's why you're listening and it's very good okay it's very good to know you know it's important to know that you're gonna go to heaven you know that that gives you confidence in this world that gives you you know the the it gives you the the confidence you need to live to live you know on your own terms and not to be conditioned by the by the gimmicks of others or by the ideas of others so this information is going to be very useful for you okay you know i remember in a particular a particular um rap song where the 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 guy was saying that um he's not gonna go to hell okay and then i think he said he made yeah he made jesus lord so he's not going to hell and we're gonna see how true that is but let's go forward so 
the bottom line is how can I be sure I'm going to heaven how can I be sure I'm going to heaven I want you to be sure I am sure that I'm going to go to heaven I'm very sure I, now I know there are some people who, if you want to go into further details and say well at the end of the day we're still going to come back to the earth and blah 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 right I understand all those things but let's keep things simple okay so how can I be sure I'm going to go to heaven all right now to approach that question is good we look from who is heaven made for or Let's look at it from this way. What is heaven? Okay. And now, of course, there are assumptions, there are theories, there are philosophies, but I try to make this very simple and very clear. And it's based on what the Bible, the information the Bible has given to us in different places, in several places about heaven. I don't believe in quotations, but if you if you want to study this for yourself, you can go into the scriptures. You know, you can start by you know searching, you know, the places where the Bible talks about heaven and do an in-depth study yourself. You'll find out some of these things. Now, heaven is a geographical place in a different realm than that which we are. It's very important for you to understand that heaven is a geographical place. Heaven is not a fantasy. Heaven is a place like the earth. But heaven is not a planet. And when I talk about the earth, I'm not talking about planet earth. Okay, I know it's difficult to... um, It can be difficult to imagine, but... Heaven is a geographical place. It's a geographical place. Okay, but it's not a planet. It's not a planet. It's different from a planet. Okay, we are used to planets in this in this universe that we are. You know, we are used to planets, galaxies, and everything. But in the other realm, in the different realm, in the realm where heaven is is arranged differently. Okay, so heaven is on the planet, but it's a geographical place, meaning that. You can pinpoint locations. You can pinpoint locations in heaven. You can have direction in heaven. Like they can tell you, okay, you go here, turn left, turn right, you get to this place. Yeah, that's possible in heaven. So heaven is a geographical place, okay? But it's in a different realm than that which we are. Heaven is not in our universe. It's very important for you to know that, you know, for a long time in history, they thought heaven was, you know, in the sky, above the sky, you know. So, (laughs) when the first man that went into space, got into space, the first, I think one of the first things he said was, I see no God here, you know. He thought he was going to go to heaven and that wasn't heaven, you know, he got to space and found out, you know, saw the stars and all those things and discovered there is no heaven (laughs) out the sky and then we've learned better and better through the years about you know galaxies about um, our own galaxy the milky way galaxy you know and different planets and different you know different things you know the planets are so much um we only give names to the ones that we are in you know 
we give names to Neptune, to Mercury, and others like that. But you know, if you watch all these documentaries, all the distance planets, they give them names like they give, um, their names are like um, they call them something like um, um, DX101 or uh, ZR207. You know. Things like that, just like code names, because there are so 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 too many. Okay, there are so too many to to you know there are billions of galaxies, and in those galaxies there are planets. And as vast as that is, as you know, awesome as that is, heaven is not a galaxy, one of those galaxies, no. Heaven is not heaven is a different is in a different realm than our universe than what we can relate to with our physical bodies. And uh, how do I know this? It's very simple. You remember when Jesus ascended to heaven, when he was speaking with his disciples after he resurrected from the dead, he was speaking with his disciples, and then the Bible says he started, you know, levitating before them and kept going up and up and up and up and up. And then it's one thing that lots of people didn't notice is like a very small detail, but it's very instructive. You know, traditionally, people thought that Jesus went up, up, up into the sky and then probably, you know, went out with escape velocity and went into space. You know, that's like the imagination that people have, but that's not true. The Bible was clear that it got up, up, up. When it got to a particular distance, the Bible says a cloud, or they call it a cloud of witnesses, received him away from their sight. Meaning that Jesus got so high up, he got to a particular place, instead of him continuing going higher and higher and higher, he vanished. You see, he went up, 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 and at a particular distance from the ground, he vanished. Meaning that a cloud covered him and they didn't see him anymore. You know, he vanished. And then that's instructive because it tells you that Jesus didn't go out of the earth. Like he didn't he didn't like um, he didn't escape out of the earth, out of planet Earth. It wasn't that he used escape velocity and got out of planet Earth. No, that's not how it happened. He vanished. He vanished after a particular distance. He vanished. And that's instructive. That's to tell you that he went into another realm that was different from this one. You see, he went into another realm that was different. And so that's why heaven, and we know that it's heaven he went to, okay? So, and from the parables Jesus spoke and from the information he gave to us, it's clear that heaven is a geographical place. And with the way he went there, we know that it's in a different realm, it's in a different universe than the one that we are. Now, let's go forward. Who is heaven for? That's the next question. Who is heaven for? Now, heaven is for beings that remain consistent with God's perfect design and connection to them. Let me take that again. 
heaven is for beings that remain consistent with God's perfect design and connection to them. What does that mean? You know, the day of reckoning that is coming for man, it has yet to come. They call it the judgment day. It's yet to come for man, but the judgment day has already, you know, you know, in a way happened for angels. Now, angels are beings and they don't all look the same, you know, because when people think about angels, they think about these white, you know, people with white garments, with white wings, you know, carrying um, harps and things like that. And that's just a human imagination that has nothing to do with how angels really are. There are angels that have wings. You know, the Bible calls them cherubims. And then there are angels that don't have wings. And that's important. There are different kinds of angels, different creatures. God made all kinds. Okay. So that's important. Now, now, heaven is for those that remain consistent with God's perfect design. For example, when the Bible talks about the rebel of Lucifer against God. See, Lucifer took, Lucifer of course became Satan. Um, it took some of, um, some angels with him and they rebelled against God. Now, God kicked them out of heaven. Why? Because they became inconsistent with God's perfect design. And then they detached themselves from God's connection to them. So they had to be kicked out of heaven. Okay, so it's the same with man. A man that is consistent with God's perfect design and, you know, stays with God's connection is going to go to heaven. The one that's not, is not um, made for heaven. The one that's not, is not made for heaven. The one that is consistent with the design and the connection is made for heaven. The one that's not consistent with the design and connection is not made for heaven. It's that simple. And heaven is where everything that is of God functions from. Let me take that again. Heaven is where everything that is of God functions from. Meaning that heaven is like a it's like a it's like a control panel. See, everything that is of God functions from heaven, meaning that that's where, that's where perfection is. So, if you, for example, if you want to bring perfection to your world, if you want to bring perfection to your life, it's not going to be perfect if the source is not from heaven, because heaven is where everything is perfect, and you can only get that that rhythm of perfection from heaven. So heaven is where God functions from. It's not necessarily where God lives. Okay? That's a bit difficult for some people to understand, but heaven is not necessarily where God lives. It's where God functions from. Where God functions from. And um, heaven is as physical and geographical as the earth. And then it's not in our universe. I've said that before. 
So, when people die, they either go to heaven or hell. That's that's basic. Okay, people either go to heaven or to hell. Now, death is a separation. We need to understand that death is a separation. We know death in the in our world as um, um, we can, you know, the person can talk anymore. The person can the person cannot express himself anymore the body just becomes a you know lifeless the body becomes a corpse you see and that shows that um, the soul has left the body so in the real sense of it death is a separation because the human soul cannot really die uh, the human soul cannot really die. The human spirit cannot die. Okay? So, but the body can. The body can die. The body can disintegrate. The body can, you know, be taken down by all kinds of things. The body can, you know, be wounded. The body can be, you know, be destroyed. But the soul and the spirit are eternal. They are eternal. That's why, that's why, um, if you want to destroy the soul, um, it's going to be in an eternal flames. That's in the lake of fire. So, the soul is eternal, the spirit is eternal, and therefore, death is only a separation. And the separation from the soul and the spirit from the body. The soul and the spirit from the body. That's what death really is. And then when that happens, the person is awakened to the other realm, okay? Which um, the choices that the person has made in this world um, becomes um, the, the yardstick used as judgment, you know? whether the person will be rewarded or whether the person will suffer consequences okay and it's 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 based on you know we'll get to talk about some of those things i don't want to rush you know these things so that you won't get confused so that you won't get confused because some of these details are very very uh, slippery in that if you understand it in a certain way you may not be able to get a further understanding of something different you know it's like when you look at something from one dimension only and you don't look at it from two dimensions and then you look at it from three dimensions and then you see you know it's three different shapes you know when you look at it from one dimension you think oh it's a square and then you look at it two dimensions. Oh, it's you know, maybe it's oh, it's um, it's a cube, or you know. And then you look at it from other dimensions. No, three dimensions is a cube. Two dimensions it's a square. One dimension it's a line, you know. And so it's important for you to be able to know that there is more to see and more to know for everything you know so 
Now, it's important to establish that every human being has a soul. Uh, now, you know, we talked about some people thinking that humans are physical bodies, which, you know, if you choose to believe that, well, good for you. But the truth is, a human being is more than a physical body. Your physical body is just your physical body. The person that is talking inside you is different and distinct from your physical body, no matter how your physical body is. See, if you subject your mind, if you subject your soul to the how your physical body is, it's your own loss. Because in the real sense of it, your soul has nothing to do with your physical body. Your physical body is just your your suit, is your um you know like a space suit, is your art suit. That's what you use to function in the earth. The moment you don't have it anymore, you cannot function in the earth anymore. So, um, if you can express yourself in articulate speech, it's a proof that you have a soul and your soul is eternal. Now, Christians go to heaven when they leave this world because the spirit lives in them. Now, the spirit is the spirit of God. We're going to talk more about him later. But you've got to understand that what makes a Christian a Christian is the indwelling of the Spirit inside them. Now, those without the Spirit are those who go to hell. If someone is without the Spirit, he goes to hell. If someone is with the Spirit, he goes to heaven. That's a distinguishing factor. Now, about hell, you know... We may have to talk about that later, but hell is simply a place also, a geographical place. And um, there are different places in hell. Hell has fire, but hell is not whole fire. You see, there are different places in hell. It's basically a waiting place for judgment. It's where Satan is, it's where all the demons and devils are, but it's still a waiting place because in the end... You know, even hell itself will be cast to the lake of fire. That's what the book of Revelation says. Hell will be cast into the lake of fire. Even hell itself. Then, of course, everybody that is condemned with, you know, according to the book of life. You know, the Bible says everyone whose name is not in the book of life is cast into the lake of fire. That's in the... In the book of Revelation, and that's concerning the judgment day. Now, the criteria for heaven is having God's spirit to live inside you, meaning that if you have God's spirit living inside you, then you can be sure you're going to heaven. If you have God's spirit living inside you, then you are go- you can be sure that if anything happens. You're going to go to heaven. No matter, no matter the situation, no matter anything. If anything happens, you're going to go to heaven. If God's spirit is living inside you. Now, that's only possible. God's spirit can only be living inside you if you have accepted or if you accept the lordship of Jesus over your life. Now, that can be a little bit of mumbo jumbo because of 
the way the church world has been structured over the years you know you have some people who say okay i made jesus lord of my life and then they don't live like it <laughs> you know they just say it for saying sake so that um they can be accepted by maybe a group of people or something but here's what that phrase really means it means that the lordship of the word of god is is first place over your life what that means is that the word of god is lord of your life you know when you say jesus is lord of your life you know everybody tries to relate to the person jesus and when they try to relate to the person jesus they try to think about you know the man of galilee that the books of matthew mark luke and john talks about but um <laughs> it's more than that it's more than that you know i love the book of john because john gives us a very strong introduction to the person of jesus and it begins by saying that, that he is the word made flesh is the word of god made flesh so jesus is the word of god so if we remove jesus and then we slot in the word of god it gives us a better picture of what is expected of man so the lordship of the word of god over your life is what guarantees you know the spirit of god living inside you which is the guarantee that you're going to go to heaven that heaven is your home it's not that you're just going to go to heaven heaven becomes your home the moment that happens and then you can begin to function from heaven even while you are still in this world okay that can be a bit strong but you understand that as time goes on the only reason why that is possible meaning that the lordship of the word of god over your life is only possible when you truly believe the message of the bible and what jesus did okay and then um, what is the message of the bible you see all these things is basically that you are saying yes to god coming to live inside you because god's offer in christianity is for him to live inside you for him to express himself through you that's god's offer in christianity and then he promises you the best life ever you see it's make me live inside you make me express myself through you and then i promise you the best life ever in this world and in the next world that's simply god's offer let me live inside you let me express myself through you let me live through you and i promise you the best life ever in this world and the best life ever in the next world that's all god requires so it is simply making the word of god your ma- now let, let's if if we break it down you see that it simply means making the word of god the master of your life and what do you mean master it means that the word of god becomes the one that dictates your movements the one that dictates your choices the one that dictates your decisions the word of god becomes the one that has the final authority over your life meaning that if you want to make a choice and then you say okay this is what i want to do and then you study from god's word and find out that god wants you to do something different you follow 
the path that God says. You don't follow the path that you initially wanted to do. You follow the one that his word pointed you in the direction that if he says go this way, you go that way. Someone says, okay, but what if I'm not convinced? Then you convince yourself. You convince yourself by studying, by studying, by studying, by studying more. And when you study and study and study and you're sure that this is the path that God wants you to take, you take it. You see, but it begins by having that notion in your mind that the God, the word of God has the final authority over every of your choices, every of your decisions, every move you make. And believe me, <laughs> he has your best interest at heart, even better than you do, because you don't see everything and he sees everything. Now, making the word of God your master means that your life will henceforth be governed by the word of God, meaning that what God says becomes the final word over your life. It means you will live by what the word of God says. And when I mean the word of God says, it's not like um, you, the word comes, you know, like your head, you think of something and then you think that's God speaking to you or you just, um, you were walking and someone said something and then you believe that, oh, that is God talking to you. Things like that can happen. They may happen, of course, but you shouldn't base that as a, you know, as your primary source of information or decision. Your primary source of information and decision should be your own personal study of the Bible. For example, if God asks you to do something or you feel that God is telling you to go in a particular direction, you find places in the Bible that talks about something like that and then you sit down and you study it and you ruminate over it and you think about it so that you're going to know whether what you heard was truly from God or it was just your mind playing games on you. So because it's very important to know what's from God and what's from your mind. So having God's word, having the Lordship of God's word over your life means that um, the word of God has the final authority over your life. And it's important for you to say it, to say it, for you to know it, and for you to um, to say it to yourself that the word of God has final authority over my life. You see, the word of God has final authority over my own life. I can boldly say that. You see, I can boldly say it. It has final authority over my life. Now, if you've made that decision that the word of God is final authority over your life, then you can be rest assured that you are a candidate for heaven because if the word of God has final authority over your life and you know it and you've said it and you still say it, you see, it means the spirit lives in you. And if the spirit lives in you, you see, is joined with your spirit. If there is separation happens between your body and your soul which also includes your spirit the spirit is not in your body the spirit of god is not in your body the spirit of god is in your spirit it's is joined with your spirit so wherever the spirit is 
you know because the spirit of god is god so you go to heaven you don't go to hell because that's that's the factor that's the thing that's the that's the force or that's the person that takes you to heaven okay that's the person that takes you to heaven if you die or when you die so if you have made that decision if you made decision that the word of god has final authority over your life and then you've devoted your life to the word of god to to follow to following the word of god what it says you know you learn more and then you do more if you have done that um you shouldn't ever you shouldn't be scared of you know you shouldn't be scared of death and then you should be rest assured that um you can't go to hell you can you can you can go to hell someone says um what if i make a mistake what if i i do something wrong come on come on if the spirit has come to live inside you the spirit has come to live inside you people make mistakes or you know everybody is not perfect you see and the spirit of god doesn't expect you that you're going to be 100% perfect all the time no 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 you see it doesn't expect you know absolute perfection from you it just expects you to you know follow based on what you know and then seek to know more learn more so that you can do more through you and that's the simple analogy and the simple explanation for the criteria for heaven so if you have the spirit you are a candidate of heaven if the word of god is lord over your life you have the spirit and if you have said if you have made a decision that the word of god is going to be lord over your life or you've made a decision that the word of god will be lord over your life then the word of god is and then when you make that decision you don't just say it with your mouth you know you back it up you back it up with action you back it up with action you follow what he says you follow what he says and um, you know the word of god it's is so powerful it will lead you into the best places of your life and so you must pay attention to it to live according to the decision that you have made so that's it for today the criteria for heaven uh i hope you enjoyed it see you next time